Good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Somerset Community College, Somerset, Philadelphia. You're good, Arthur. Don't worry about it. You're good. You're very good. Continuing with Shemayin Prakam of the Rambam, and the Rambam um, is in the middle of addressing a question he asked yesterday. That where do we find in the Torah? Where do we find this approach in the Torah to have balance in Midas, and that we're not supposed to take extremes? We're not supposed to go too far this way. Not supposed to go too far that way. Where do you see that in the Torah that, that, that um, that's not the appropriate behavior? And it's clear that the Rambam has to keep addressing this because he feels that there are people out there that will champion the other approach, that will argue that, no, what's the, what's the highest for, level that a human being can reach to, to abstinence from everything, to completely withdraw from this world, to not have anything to do with the pleasures of this world, not to eat, not to drink, not to socialize, not to, not to relate with your wife. It's, it's clear that the Rambam feels very strongly he needs to address this camp, and that this camp is going to make a lot of noise, attract a lot of attention, and, and make a big, a big argument for itself. And, and even nowadays, you know, we, we see that, that there's room for us to think inadvertently and incorrectly that what's the highest level a yid can reach, the highest level is, is a level in which you don't know anything about this world anymore, you're completely detached from this world, you're not interested in this world, you don't have anything to any contact with this world, you're barely eating, you're barely drinking, you're barely talking with people. And that mentality, the Rambam is coming to wage a war against that mentality. The Rambam has a holy war over here and telling us that that's not what the Torah wants. It's not the highest level. It's not the loftiest place that you can reach as the level of, where he has, he has complete withdrawal, complete detachment from this world, complete um, disinterest in this world, that, that is not our our goal for you, and that's not the Torah's objectives, it's not what the Torah wants, it's not the Torah's understanding of, you know, the, the highest of the heights. Rather, the highest level you can reach is balance, is where he is able to be present in this world, enjoy this world, have contact with this world in a healthy, balanced manner. Because what does that show us? Again, why is that the highest level it can reach? Because that shows us mastery. That shows us control. It all gets back to the Rambam's uh, approach that goes through all of these prakim that we've seen so far, the first four of the Shemayin prakim. But the whole idea of having balance and meat is the whole idea of having that middle ground, not being too far to one or the other extreme, of, of the two extremes, is, is, uh, is, is a display of mastery, of control. That I am in charge. I am in control. I I am calling the shots, as opposed to my stomach calling the shots, as opposed to my pillow calling the shots, as opposed to the snooze button calling the shots, as opposed to my favorite sports team calling the shots. Them determining what I'm going to do and them directing me. I'm in control. I eat when I want to eat, how I want to eat, where I want to eat, what I want to eat, the quantities that I want to eat. I'm able to enjoy and indulge in everything the Rebbein put here because I'm in control and I don't have to say there's anything that I shun, anything that I run away from, anything that I have to avoid because because it's a contradiction to my holiness, a contradiction to a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Like we said yesterday, everything that's here comes from Hashem. So if I avoid anything categorically, I, I'm in that area, I'm running away from Hashem really. So, you know, if Hashem put, you know, delicious food in the world and I say, no, no, I'm not going to have anything to do with delicious food. So I, I'm running away from Hashem. There's a part of godliness in this world that, that, that I am avoiding. So I, I'm, I'm avoiding HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, in, in that sense, to that degree. Correct? And that's a problem. 
the ultimate madrega yid can reach is total control, total mastery uh, of, of all matters, of all matters, all areas of this world, and, and then he has total control of all areas of himself, all areas of his nefesh, and total ability to tap into and access all areas of godliness that are in this world. And the Rambam knows that he's up against a movement and an understanding and a philosophy that feels very differently, that feels that, no, the highest levels in a person has nothing to do with this world. The Rambam has, has been proceeding that to show us where the Torah itself is really at odds with that philosophy. So the proof that we had yesterday was the proof of the Nazirite, the Nazir, that abstains from wine for a limited period of time, and the Torah calls him a sinner. Even though he needs to do it, he's doing it to teach himself control and mastery, exactly that. But for the time that he's doing it, he's called a sinner. Why is he called a sinner? Because he's avoiding Hashem in a certain part of this world. He yeah. to... He's doing this for Hashem. He's, it's an emer- he's doing it for Hashem, so he, yeah. can, so he doesn't have to worry about sinning. But, but the way he's doing it is by avoiding things that Hashem gave him. So the right way of looking at this is that the ends do justify the means, the end result, which is that he is gaining now mastery over wine, mastery over alcohol. He doesn't have to worry about alcohol having control of him. He has control over alcohol. That allows him to temporarily abstain from alcohol, but at the same time, the means are not ideal. It's an emergency measure. He's doing it for Hashem, but it's like an emergency. It's an emergency measure. And we tell them, ideally, the ideal is for you to not have to do this. The ideal is for you to get to a place where you can enjoy alcohol. And that's where he emerges after he's done with his nazirus. He's able to enjoy alcohol again. He's able to drink wine. And that's where we want him to be. So, yes, he's doing it for Hashem. But the way that he's doing it is, is, is uh, temporarily not an ideal fashion. Because Hashem didn't put wine here for you to avoid wine for your whole life. Hashem put wine here for you to have, be able to use it responsibly. So for that month, again, so anyway, he avoids. he's using that month as a way of getting control over alcohol, over wine. Um, but that one month is not where he's supposed to be for his whole life. That one month, that temporarily not having any wine is, is not ideal. He had to do it. To get to the to the end, and the means to justify the end to justify the means, but the means themselves are still not ideal. So that's why he's called a sinner. Yeah. The, the, doesn't the Nazarite do it because he became impure? No, you tried that already yesterday, Arthur. Try that. You tried pulling that one on us yesterday. What do you mean pulling? Uh-huh. You tried hoodwinking us yesterday. Yeah, but I, I thought. So there's two. You, you're, you're, what you're referring to is. If he becomes a, a Nazir and he becomes impure in the middle, he has to start all over again. That's what you're referring to. No, I, I, but he doesn't become a Nazir from the get-go because he was impure. He becomes a Nazir from the get-go because he wants to go off the bottle. Tito tail. How do you pronounce that? He wants to go off the bottle. He's afraid of the ills and the evils of, of wine and what it might do to him. Oh, I thought it was because they... So if, if after he becomes a Nazi, he becomes impure, then he's got to start the whole thing all over again, start the whole process all over again. Oh. He has to shave off his hair, and that's what you're referring to. Oh, okay. The second time around. Okay, the next yeah. Mm-hmm. The second, if he becomes impure after becoming a Nazi, then he's got to start all over. Okay.
Okay, but the Surama made a very significant point yesterday that even though he's like Ramesh is saying, he's doing it for God, he's doing it for Hashem to, to try to get himself off the influence of alcohol and, and try to avoid at all costs what alcohol might do to him. Nevertheless, the means is not an ideal means. It was an emergency measure. In case of emergency, break glass, right? So he broke the glass. At the end of the day, so he broke the glass because he needed to break the glass, ran off with the fire extinguisher, he put out the fire. But now that the fire is put out, what do you need to do? You have to replace the glass. You don't want broken glass, right? I've got to replace that glass now. It's not ideal to have broken glass. Sometimes the only way to put out that fire is to break the glass. But now we need a new pane of glass. The best thing is not to have the fire to put out. That's the ideal. Right? Okay. Now the Ram is going to bring another proof, very interesting proof, from the prophets, okay? That the, the, this idea that that abstinence and and uh, denial of worldly pleasures is a means to an end, but it's not an end of in itself, and it's not the goal, it's not the objective, it's not the highest, loftiest place that a person can reach. It's only uh, an emergency way of getting things worked out. He brings a very interesting proof from... The book of Zechariah. Okay, let's see that right now. We ready? Let's see. It says the Rambam further. In the words of the prophets and the wise men of our Torah, we find that they use this approach also. This approach was given to them. They were advised to go this way. And, and this is how they recorded their advice and guidance for us for all generations to go with this idea of using extreme behavior only as a way of reigning in extreme behavior in a way of also being able to establish control over our nefesh. Where do we see that in, in the book of Zechariah? So where do we see that in the words of Zechariah? Let's see. Um, we saw and find the response the Rebbeinu gave to the prophet, to the prophet Zechariah, the Navi Zechariah. Lamisha Shal, Zechariah was asked a question in the book of Zechariah. He was asked the following question. And Zechariah um, was from the last prophets that Kalei Yisrael had. The last three prophets were Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi. They were a trio of Nevi'im, of prophets who lived at the time of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. They were there during the 70 years of the Gullus and Babel. And they were there for the rebuilding of the second Beis HaMikdash. So they were there at the, for the fall of the first base in Mikdash, for the exile and the twilight of the of the um, the beginning of the second base in Mikdash, Kalei Yisrael's return and, and the rebuilding. Was it a 300 year difference? 70. Oh, 70. Yeah. Okay. So Zechariah was actually there. He was around during the time that they were rebuilding the second base in Mikdash, that, that they were beginning to come back out of Babel, during the times of Ezra and Nehemiah. And um, the question was put to Zechariah. Someone asked a question to Zechariah. The, the 70 years they were in Bavel, they were fasting on the 9th of Av. Just like we fast on the 9th of Av, because that's when the first base English was destroyed. So they had a fast day every year for those 70 years. They fast on the 9th of Av. They came back now to Yerushalayim, they came back to the base on Mikdash. And they were now building this side. They were all coming back under the Persian Empire. The Babylonian Empire had fallen. Now they were under the Persian Empire. Daryavish and Darius the king. They were in the middle of the construction, the reconstruction 
of the second temple, although they were not reconstructionists, but they were involved in rebuilding the second base on the Dutch. And they wanted to know, should they, maybe perhaps they should not be fasting anymore on the ninth of Av. Right, they're back in Eretz Yisrael. They're in, in, in the process of, of building the second base on Mikdash. Perhaps they should abolish the fast day. They shouldn't fast anymore. That was the question that the Yidin there in Yushalayim wanted to know. They said to Zechariah, please ask, ask HaKadosh Baruch they still had Nadim, they still had a prophet. They said, find out from Hashem, should we, we should be fasting on the ninth of Av. We have the second base of Mikdash. It's on its way right now. So what was the response? What did Hashem say back? So this, is, this is an exchange in say for Zechariah. So Hashem told Zechariah the following. I'm sorry, this was the question. Zechariah asked the Rebbein Shalom, should I be fasting on the ninth of Av uh, like we've been fasting all the 70 years that we were in exile? Should we still be fasting now? Hashem said back, fascinating response. Yes, you were fasting till now. Um, all these fast days, you had a fast day in Av, you were fasting on the 3rd of Tishrei, that was the same Gedalia, you were commemorating that, that was the day that Gedalia was assassinated. And now it's been 70 years. You've been doing it for 70 years. Now you're back in Eretz Yisrael. Says Rebbeisham, had Saim Tzamtuni Ani, were you fasting for me? Did I get something out of your fast? The chisayichlu, the chisishtu. Hashem is saying this back to Zachariah. Oh, okay. Were you fasting for me? Did I get something out of this? I says Hashem. The chisayichlu, the chisishtu. And when you choose to eat and drink, you're the ones that were fasting, and you're the ones that are going to be eating and drinking when you're not fasting. Um, Hashem now commanded them that the correct way for them to, to go now, the yosher, the straight, balanced, middle ground approach, and Milo, and the highest approach for them now is to eat and not to fast anymore. So what, what emerges over here is Hashem is telling them the following. We're going to see this. The Rambam is going to quote a few more psukim. The way the Rambam is understanding, it, it's, it's like a... It, it's, not so clear what this exchange is between Zechariah and Hashem. And Zechariah's question is quite clear. Hashem's response, not so clear what Hashem is saying. Did you fast for me? Were you fasting for me? Are you eating for me? So what was the way the Rambam is learning it, the way the Rambam is learning this um, dialogue, is that Rebansham is telling them that the purpose of the fast was to break your midas. The purpose of the fast was to establish control over what got you into trouble to begin with, what got you into trouble, what brought down the first base on Mikdash. That's why you've been fasting all these years. You weren't fasting for me. I don't, I don't get anything out of your fast. You're not worshipping me by fasting. Not like bringing me carbonus when you're fasting, and you're not bringing me carbonus when you're eating. I don't get anything out of it. Why were you guys fasting all these years? Says the Rebunsham, says the Chari, just had the Rams understanding it. You were fasting because you guys needed to work something out. There's a reason you went into exile. You went to exile because you had... You, you, were, you had lost control of, of your character traits. You had lost control of your meters. Why was the first base on Mikdash destroyed? Because they were guilty of the three cardinal sins. The three cardinal sins. Why do we call those, incidentally, the three cardinal sins? Because cardinals are guilty of these sins all the time, Rabbi Say. That's right. But Yidin, as Yidin, we're supposed to avoid these Havayers. So the three cardinal sins, what are the three cardinal sins? Avodah Zara. Certainly cardinals are guilty of that one. Shechaz and bloodshed, and Giliarais, immorality. Immorality, that's right. So those, that's what brought down the first base on Mikdash. And 
and uh, they needed to go into exile. They lost the base on Mikdash. They lost Eretz Israel. They needed to go into exile for seventy years. And the Ram is giving us such a fascinating insight that Hashem was telling Zachary, "Why are you guys fasting every year on Tisha B'av? Not to like atone for this, not to, not, not not to receive forgiveness, but you're fasting to to break those midas, to break the that that the, the the bad midas that got you in trouble, like." Immorality, overindulgences. You guys were into overindulgences in this world. You, 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 you got careless, and you got carried away with the enjoyments and the pastimes and the indulgences of this world. And that's what spun things out of control. That's what brought you guys to avodazara, idolatry, immorality, and bloodshed, because you got too caught up in just following what your what your what your interests and what your uh, you know what what your Bad meters wanted. The call of the physical, the call of the indulgences. That, that's what got you into trouble. That's why you were fasting all these years. You were fasting every single year to take a 24-hour period, all those different fasts that are sprinkled over the course of the year, and to break the control of those bad meters to, to re-establish, reassert control. That's why you were fasting. That's how the Ram is fa- understanding it. So that's why Hashem is saying, you weren't fasting for me. I wasn't getting anything that is fast. And we, you're not eating for me. You're not fasting for me. You're fasting for yourselves. I wasn't mean for yourselves to break these meters. And okay, so 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 should they? But should they still fast? Should they not fast? So Amr Lahem, Hashem says back to them now. Thus says God. These are the continuation of the pesukim there in Zechariah. Um, judge with 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 truthful judgment. Do compassion and mercy and kindness one man to another. Don't cheat or swindle um, the downtrodden, the, the, the widows and the orphans. And don't think poorly, illy, badly of one another. Treat each other appropriately. What Hashem is saying? Hashem is saying, you guys over the 70 years that you were fasting, all those years, you have indeed reach the point that you have regained control of your bad midas, you are now ready to get, have a second chance and to behave appropriately, to treat each other kindly and respectfully and to, and, and, and to hit the, you know, the reset switch over here and start over again to treat each other with proper respect and to not have the bloodshed anymore. Instead of the bloodshed, to not have immorality, not have avaydazara, mishpat emes shiftu, chesarachim azu ishas achiv, amon of the yosim gerioni al tashoiku, you guys have graduated. Over those 70 years that you were fasting, which indeed you weren't doing it for me, you were doing it for yourselves, you you did a good job and you were able to break all those means, you regained control of yourselves, you're ready to come back now, you're ready to have a second base of mikdash, and you're ready for a second chance. That's what the Kodesh Baruch is telling him. You don't need to fast anymore because you have worked out those meters. That's amazing. That's how the Ram is learning. And that's why the Pesukim conclude with resounding inspirational um, triumph. And they say, The fast of the fourth month, the fifth month, the seventh month, and the tenth month. That's referring to the fast of Shivas or Batamas, the tenth day of Tammuz, the ninth of Av, the third day of Tishrei, and the tenth day of Teves. Shall henceforth be days of celebration, days of happiness. And indeed, in the second base on Mikdash, they made a simcha. They made a, a simchas on those days instead of fasting on those days. They celebrated those days. It was a yamtiv. Those days were yamtiv in those four fast days, not days of fasting. Um, 
they were days of happiness and celebration the Yamtiv because again they don't need to fast anymore they are being given another chance they broke all those meters they gained control of those meters over the 70 year galas and the positive concludes by saying now you are ready for truth and for peace and you will shall cling to truth and peace emes and shalom truth and peace the Rambam takes note of what's truth and what's peace that we're, we're, we're telling them over here the dasha emes truth is that is clear pure knowledge of Torah that's Torah knowledge that's truth Emes means means um, Torah clarity, Torah enlightenment, Torah principles. They're called truth because they are objective truth, they're immutable truth, and they are timeless truth. Truth and peace. What's peace? Peace is when my midas are worked at, my 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 uh, character traits. When I can behave properly, I'm nice to my fellow man. I don't do avodah I don't. Uh, I'm balanced with my engagements and pursuits in this world. I don't underdo it. I don't overdo it. That is shalom. That's peace. That means I'm able to take MS and I'm able to take it in a practical sense. Peace means I'm at peace with my environment. I'm at peace with the world. I'm at peace with the universe. And I'm at peace with myself. My meters are balanced. My meters are pure and straight and just and true. That's what brings peace into this world. That I don't overdo my meters. I don't underdo my meters. Which means I'm able to relate to my fellow man. As we keep saying this whole time, the Midas is, you know, not being under-generous, not being over-generous, not being under-patient, not being over-patient, not being too intolerant, not being too tolerant, not being too lazy, not being too uh, alacritous. The balance in the middle, that's Shalom, and that brings Shalom to the world when you didn't have balanced character traits. What allowed them to do that? Akash Baruch was telling Zechariah, the fact that you fasted for 70 years. Fasting for 70 years wasn't just like an atonement, wasn't a kapar, wasn't suffering, wasn't misery, and you certainly weren't doing it for me. You're doing it for yourselves, understands the Rambam, the dialogue here in Zechariah. And you did a good job, you graduated, you made it to the point that you worked at these mitas. And so the Rambam brings a second proof from the Torah itself that the proper approach, A, is to have balance in all matters, balance in mitas, not to overdo, not to underdo. And B, brings proof that the right way of getting there is to sometimes push yourself to the other extreme, in order to break the Mita, to gain control of the Mita, and that's the Ramses proof to this now in, in, in Zechariah, Sefer Zechariah itself, in the exchange between Zechariah and Akash Baruch, who is asking, should we still fast after, now that we have the second base of Mikdash, now that we're rebuilding it? Hashem said no. And that fasting is extreme behavior, right? Fasting is, is, is running away from this world. Hashem said to Zechariah, we did that for 70 years, that extreme behavior, yes, to break this Mita, to gain control and mastery over the Mita that got you in trouble. Now that you did it, you gained control, regained control, now you don't need to fast anymore. Now it's going to be a yamtiv. Unfortunately, now, oh, very good, so Arthur's right. We're back in Gullis. We do fast now on a yearly basis. We don't have the basic mixture because we still have to do, we're, we're back in the same uh, state that they were in for those 70 years. We still need to work at those 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 meters. So, but what Arthur is pointing out, and this is a fascinating insight for us, whenever we have a fast day, when these fast days do come around, and the Sheikh should be here very soon, and they should once again be days of Sassan and Simchan by Adam Tavim, but in the meantime, the Sheikh is not here yet. When we have a fast day, the Kavana is. I'm working some. I'm working these meters out. I'm, I'm the, the same traits that got Kleisrol into this place, that got us into this place, that got us into a state of galus. The lack of regard, the 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 uh, the gimel chamrus that they had in the bais rishon. So we have to still work at. We have to regain control of our character traits in all those areas, and that's why I'm fasting these four fasts during the year to allow me to go once in a while to that other extreme, so I can 
let's try to establish control over my midas. Okay, that's beautiful idea over here that the Ram is putting in Sukkot Zakar. So far, we have two proofs from the Torah itself that this is the proper approach to midas balance in all matters. And extreme behavior is only there for a temporary method, a temporary means for me to regain control. Okay, we'll continue with Hashem yeah. tomorrow, and everyone should have a wonderful today.